boy's name is FF Brit Baller, and he's just finished his fantasy rankings for the upcoming drafts. Now you're to go to the full10yards.com and draft your teams based on his projections. And that's by order of the Peaky Blinders. Hey, what's up, you fantasy freaks and geeks? James Coe here with you from Yahoo Sports. You are listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast, one of the best fantasy football podcasts you can listen to. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the Full 10 Yards Fantasy podcast where every yard counts providing you play decimal scoring cracking show up for you today we have one of my favorite analysts i say i say that every week because genuinely they are i'm bringing on some of my good friends of the industry and, and people that i listen to i listen to for years and another one tonight when james co comes on and we talk about uh vacated targets and the fantasy fallout from that uh, we 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 don't revisit we visit <laughs> some of uh, the teams that have lost some some pieces throughout the off season and and yeah just go through uh, who's going to take who's going to take control there who's going to get the target share and and who's going to be fantasy relevant which is obviously why we're here to give you the best advice with that in mind just a couple of little plugs before we get into the meat of the show uh go on to full10yards.com uh, that is our website and that's where you're going to find plenty to get your teeth into we have a uh, college britball betting fantasy and of course nfl general stuff um my fantasy writers have been busy. Uh, Andy Moore has just... Oh, sorry, Andy Goddard. I've got two Andys. It's so confusing. Uh, Andy Goddard has just put a, a, a really good piece out there um, with kind of a... It's a Saquon versus Zeke piece. Um, obviously, we know Zeke is going through this kind of holdout thing. I'm still... I'm with, with Mike Wright who from the Fantasy Footballers. He's in this camp as well. I think he's going to he's gonna sign by week one. I really do. I think he's going to sign. So, uh, so yeah, there's, it's a it's a piece designed to, to gear you up for that 101 pick. Who who are you picking, Zeke or, or Saquon? Um, so, yeah, that's well worth going to check out. Um, and, yeah, also we have uh, we have so much stuff going on. Lee is doing a fantastic job with the, with the college guys. And we have the, the previews coming up, the, the NFL previews, uh, breaking down all the divisions. They are going up every day, it seems. I think it literally is it every day. So go check check them out as well uh, no news for you today uh, just because we'll go through the news in the main show next week and, and we'll bring everything to your attention that needs to be so let's get into it let's get into some fantasy goodness it's fantasy week um my big draft is is on friday uh, which is i think by the time you're listening to this is probably tomorrow maybe even today uh, so i'm super super excited uh, having a big uh, draft board which coincidentally i will plug it it's come from a good friend of the show richard king and and his his own brand king fantasy sports uh, go check his website out it's kingfantasysports.com and he's offering a live draft board so what he what it is is a, a big draft board and stick on 
um, stickers <laughs> that sounds really basic uh, with all the players' names and and badges from the teams that they they play for. Uh, it, yeah, it's really good. It's, it, get all your mates in the same room together and and get drafted live. I mean, you put on a show. I mean, I do. We, we I am the commissioner. I'm the one that puts out the draft picks and puts them onto the board and makes a bit of a song and dance about it. That's what it's all about. It's draft night. Have as much fun as you want with it. But go grab a draft board and get one from KingFantasySports.com. They're so good. Well worth the investment for a good night with the lads. And yeah, like I said, Friday night, that is that's what I'm going to be doing. Barbecue, uh, everyone is coming, except from one lad who who is um, a good friend of ours, Josh. He's in America because his wife is American, so he's moved over there. So we have to Skype him in, but we do. We put him on a, on a screen and, and Skype Josh in. So yeah, we're all there. It's, it's fantastic. We've got Diddy, one of the one of our writers at, the, at Full 10 Yards. He's joined me in, in this league, so he's coming up from London. It's, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so, so good. Um, but yeah, into the thick of it. The next two weeks is all about your fantasy drafts. And this episode is, is yeah, gearing you up uh, to, to draft the right players and, and to see what opportunities players are going to get now that these sort of other players have left and gone to different teams. Uh, big opportunities are available. So without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, joining me now is a former NFL Fantasy Live host, former DirecTV Fantasy Guru, and now one of the faces of Yahoo Sports. It was a dream for him as a kid to be on the Yahoo Sports team. He's there now. He's also a four times Emmy Award winner. We're going to have to ask him about that. It is, of course, <laughs> everyone's favorite Korean. It's James Coe. How are you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, Rob, man? It's good to be part of the show. Hey, by the way, don't write me off on DirecTV yet, man. I'm still over there. We're still having a good old time. You can go catch us on DirecTV Fantasy oh, Zone. S- yeah, man, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, man, it. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were just like gone straight over to Yahoo. You're still at DirecTV. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Look, I, I'm, I'm all over the place, man. You know, so, you know, I'm doing some DirecTV. I'm doing some Yahoo Sports. I'm, I'm going to be doing a little... EA Madden this year so yeah you know I'm just kind of flexing a little bit so it's it's good to get out here but it's definitely good to be back on you guys show and talking to you guys about fantasy football for sure yeah, man, it's always good to have have the the legendary the legendary James Coe on the show to talk some fantasy football. Uh, let's talk about these Emmy Awards, man. Four times Emmy Awards. I read this on your Twitter. Uh, what's this all about? Well. <laughs> Oh, God, it seems like a million years ago. But, yeah, no, I uh, I did actually win four Emmy Awards uh, for my work in uh, journalism. Um, I, I've got uh, two sports Emmys and two news Emmys. So, uh, you know, before my career in fantasy football, just before in sports, I was a local news reporter. And, uh, and I had done a, 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 a few different things and, um, you know, made a couple impacts here and there with – uh, various communities and and yeah so I, you know I won a couple Emmys and a few other awards a few other journalism awards as well but um, but man it seems like a lifetime ago but it, those are those are awards that I I treasure um, because I really made a difference in some people's lives like personally made a difference yeah, in course. some people's lives um, to to earn those awards so. Uh, so yeah, those those are I haven't talked about them in, in years, <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. But uh, but yeah, those are awards that I hold near and dear to my heart. 
Oh man, I was, as I was flicking through your your Twitter bio, I saw it come up, and I didn't know that about you. So, uh, so I mean, we spoke before a couple of times, and I didn't know you was an sure. Emmy Award winner. So, you know, that makes me feel better for having someone so famous on the show. So, yeah, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into what we brought you on the show for, though, James. Let's talk some fantasy football. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting show today because what we're going to be talking about is kind of opportunity knocks, kind of thing going on here. Um, obviously, during this off season. And we've seen quite a few players, some of them high, high profile, move out of their teams to new teams, pastures new. But that obviously, that obviously opens up new avenues for for people to come in and take over. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of these uh, some of these places, some of these positions for vacated opportunities uh, in some some offenses from wide receivers and running backs. And I want to get your takes, Jay. I want to see who you think is going to be the guy to step up or the players could be a plural in there to step up and and take some of the vacated targets so without further ado let's start off with the wide receiver Paul and let's start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously we know that Antonio Brown has left town Uh, whether or not he's going to be playing this year for the Raiders is another question it's all helmet based Uh, but uh, yeah that's just an anomaly we stay stay clear from Uh, anyway he leaves Pittsburgh he leaves uh 1,297 yards there uh, tied in with Jesse James is ni- uh, 423 from last year that's 17 just over 1,700 yards up for grabs who's your money on James to be the guy to step up obviously we know Juju is going to be well we think Juju is going to be the main guy there and carry on his awesome season from 2018 James Washington is there Dante Moncrief is there any of these guys particularly you fancy to step up yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster could push for 200 targets, and I just don't necessarily know if I buy into that, you know. Look, Antonio Brown was the third most targeted receiver in all of football last year, so 100, you know, you talk about 1,300 receiving yards. He's vacating 168 targets, which is just, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, that's crazy volume, right? Juju Smith-Schuster was right behind, though. It's not like this is it's yeah. not like this is a guy that saw 120 targets. He saw 166 targets. It was the fourth most in the NFL. So I, I just wonder how much more growth we can see from Juju, right? If he's able to do what he did last year, uh, which is again 111 receptions, 1400 yards, seven touchdowns, I think you'd be more than pleased with that. Um, I just don't anticipate that to grow. To be honest with you, if anything, we might see a little bit, um, I don't want to say regression, but I mean, I think he would be fortunate to get to those heights again. Um, And Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with his talent. I love Juju the player. I love Juju the personality on and off the field. Um, It's just really hard to accumulate that many yards, that many scores, that many receptions. Well, I guess not that many receptions, but certainly yardage and, and touchdown totals. Uh, from a guy who plays the flanker slot. So it's a little bit of an anomaly to me anyways. Um, Keep in mind, Juju had more yards than Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had 104 receptions with 1,300 yards. So he made his hay through touchdowns. He had 15 touchdowns. So maybe we see a little bit of an uptick in terms of total touchdowns uh, for Juju, but I wouldn't anticipate 200 targets. The reason being... He doesn't profile as an outside X receiver, right? He's a slot guy. Yeah, sure. He's a flanker, and I imagine that's the role that he will continue to play because he just doesn't have that speed 
need uh, to play on the outside. So who might that be? Well, to me, I think it's Dante Moncrief. Uh, Moncrief is somebody that uh, certainly has the athletic profile, big boy, 6'2", 210 pounds, 215 pounds, um, you know, can play outside, you know, has averaged more than 15 air yards per target throughout his career career as well so um he's somebody who's used to playing downfield uh and i think he will, will be that guy remember the pittsburgh steelers ben roethlisberger and the boys they pass for five thousand yards so there's plenty of of meat on that bone and the price that you're paying right now for dante moncrief which is a double digit selection rounds 10 11 12 in a 12 team league we're talking he's going after pick 120 so yeah. that's tremendous value and a ton of upside. Uh, I think he's one of my favorite sleepers for sure. So we saw that Ben Roethlisberger last year threw uh, 689 passes. That's nuts. I mean, we, we're not going to expect that to be in that vicinity again, surely. That's going to have to go down. So you would expect that those 1,700 vacated uh, yards would probably naturally go down as well. But there's still room in there for someone else. Uh I think you're right along the lines of Moncrief. Is there any interest for James Washington for you? Uh, is there any interest in Vance McDonald? Obviously, as well, not only is there 1,700 vacated yards up for grabs, there's also 17 touchdowns which have been left there from Brown and Jesse James from last year. So, yeah, is it is it a case of you're all on board with Moncrief or is there room for Washington and, and maybe Vance McDonald to, to get into the end zone? I love the fact that you talk about 17 touchdowns and... In- throw in you know jesse james he had two right so like (laughs) you know it's 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 such a like if you're if you're jesse james listening to this you're like yeah me and antonio brown we combined for (laughs) 17 touchdowns yeah brilliant but but no i i I hear what you're saying you know um and again most of that is just antonio brown leaving he was a target hog he was a yardage hog he was a touchdown hog um i mean he was just he was mr everything uh for them but um, I'm not interested really in any other tight ends. Um, I mean, you mentioned Vance McDonald. Yeah, sure. If you want to go super late, you know, he's not somebody that I'm targeting, but I think certainly, as you mentioned, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, threw for 5,100 yards last year. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not saying that he's going to do 5,100 again, but, uh, but certainly this is not going to be a run first offense, obviously. So, you know, I think any you know he's going to throw for more than forty five hundred yards, which would still yeah. put him in the top five, which is a, a, a ton of a ton of production for him. So um, James Washington is a former Bolitnikoff winner. Um, you know, for those folks overseas who might not know, that's one of college football's top wide receiving um, awards. It is the top wide receiver award you can win in college. So clearly, he is a talented player. Um, but he just has a weird role right now. Juju mm. is the slot guy. James Washington, given his size and his skill set, is more of that deep slot guy too. Uh, so they kind of overlap a little bit. And, um, and you know, if you've got to pick between the two, obviously you're going to Juju first. So um, I, I, he'll make plays. He will make plays. But I just think that will help the over overall health of the offense i don't think james washington is a um fantasy viable player as we sit here today uh i just think that moncrief will see a a big boon 
Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw 1,100 yards uh, from Moncrief. And I think all the other yards will kind of be split between the running backs and the tight ends and, you know, uh, a few of the wide receivers. So that's kind of how I view it today. But um, certainly the former Bolitnikoff winner, James Washington, has a chance uh, to make a lot of plays in Pittsburgh. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So you mentioned Moncrief there. Let's um, let's go to his former team. Let's flip it over to the Jacksonville Jaguars because there's there's 1,245 air yards up for up for grabs uh, from the Jags, and obviously uh, you'd say probably an uptick in in pass quality as Nick Foles comes in and Blake Bortles disappears into uh, I think it's Los Angeles Rams back uh, <laughs> backup position now so you're thinking that the the pass attempts and and the yards and the quality of pass is going to go up with Nick Foles so you know maybe there's 1400 yards up for grabs for Jacksonville uh let's talk D.D. Westbrook are, are you buying into D.D. Westbrook like I am I think he's currently just breaking into my top 30 wide receivers at the moment in PPR and he is rising he's on the rise uh do you love D.D. Westbrook, or do you think this is going to be more split between Marquise Lee, DJ Chark, uh, Chris Connolly, these kind of guys, um, or, or does D.D. get a, a good bump up for you this year? I'm just, I'm just overall worried about the health of the offense. Um, of course, yeah. I think D.D. is a good player, um, but I, I just, I'm not buying into the Jacksonville offense. I, I just don't want any shares of it, honestly. I, I think, mm. look, Nick Foles is a better, pl- is a better overall football player than Blake Bortles. Um, but how much? Is he is he so much better to the point where he will lift the entire, you know, uh, tide that is the Jacksonville offense? I don't think so. I don't think he's that player. I think what, I think what we've seen from Foles over his career, remember, he's not a young man. Uh, we've seen him in different places, uh, mm. different s- schemes, different formats, and he's just, he's not a difference maker. You know, he's a good player. Uh, he's just not a difference maker. So the number, you know, I look at the targets, right? So the number one target getter in Jacksonville last year was the aforementioned D.D. Westbrook. And he had 101 targets. How many, if that's the number one guy, right? Dante Moncrief was number two with 89 tar- targets. That's atrocious, right? So if we're talking about guys that are getting 60, 70, 80 targets, and the upside, the uptick is m- maybe 110 targets, maybe, maybe. Um, in what I anticipate to be a pretty bad offense, i probably not that interested, regardless of whether or not Didi is the quote-unquote number one guy. Okay. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Zay Jones in Buffalo saw 102 targets. Didi Westbrook saw 101. Zay Jones is not good at football and (laughs) Buffalo didn't throw the ball that much. So I just, I'd almost, I'd almost rather take a secondary option in, in in a different offense, right? Like, I don't know, uh, give me Sterling Shepard, right. Or give me Tyler Boyd, um, guys who I think will see at least a minimum of a hundred targets, not an upside of a hundred targets that those are the guys that I would prefer to have. Calvin Ridley is another guy that uh, I would much rather prefer. And I know that their draft prices are, are wildly different and I get that, but, um, but yeah, I just, I think Didi's a good player. I just, I'm worried about Jacksonville's offense. 
Does okay, so I'm just putting up DD Westbrook's ADP. He's actually risen the last couple of days. Uh, he's now in the sort of the beginning of the eighth round in 12 man PPR leagues. Uh, he's going around uh, the, the wide, other wide receivers going around him Dante Pettis, Josh Gordon, Larry Fitzgerald, Jordan Allison. Which of those guys would you take over DD? I think all of them, um, really? maybe okay. except for. Pettis. Uh, I think Pettis maybe is is somebody that I'm a little bit concerned with. He was a good playmaker last year, but you know, even at Washington, he was still much more a special teams guy uh, than he was a playmaker. Trent Taylor comes back from injury. Wait a second before I say that. <laughs> I think did he get hurt again? He I think he have. did. Yeah, I think uh, he did. I think he did. Uh, it, which is which is too bad because he's a good player. Uh, but I, I do believe uh, Trent Taylor, I'd, I'd have to look that up, but I think he got hurt again. Anyways, but the bottom line is Jalen Hurd uh, is there. He's a converted yeah. running back, but uh, turned wide receiver from Baylor slash Tennessee. Uh, he's made a lot of splash plays. Um, I just, yeah, other than, other than that, uh, absolutely Josh Gordon. I mean, holy hell, give me Josh Gordon <laughs> all day long. Yeah. Uh, in that same price range. So if that's the price range, trust me, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all out on DD Westbrook. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so uh, let me just bring in another player just to, just for question. Uh, Leonard Fournette. He he's not really known for his pass catching ability. However, he was on course last year uh, for 44 receptions. So could that possibly rise a little bit? Could this be kind of a, a Zeke Elliott situation from last year where we all of a sudden saw a, a spike in pass catching from, from the running back position? Um, I would say no, mostly because, you know, so long as we're dealing with Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone, I, I doubt very seriously we're going to see an uptick in, in, you know, passes to the running back there. So, uh, especially for someone like Leonard Fournette. I, I just think they want to, you know, ground and pound with him. And, you know, he's going to see some volume, certainly, if he can stay healthy, which uh, going back to his LSU days has just not been the case. I just wonder because TJ Yeldon has gone and is, he left, he was 487 air yards last year for the year. I just wonder where that's going to go. I think Alfred Blue's gone down injured. So is there a possibility that Fournette gets an uptick? Um. I mean, I'd almost, I'd almost rather say Ryquell Armstead, right, is somebody sure. um, that they'll mix in a little bit more. So, and again, going back to just straight opportunity, if you want to take a total fifteenth round flyer on Ryquell Armstead, go for it, right? Because <laughs> Fournette has not been able to stay healthy. You know that they're going to mix in other running backs just to kind of, uh, in in terms of the passing game. And it might very well be possible that that Armstead is that guy. So, at current cost, Leonard Fournette's going the early part of the third round in twelve team drafts in twelve team PPR leagues. And at that price, I'm just not interested. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Again, going going back to it, overall bad offense, right? Um, I look at other guys in that price range. You know, Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, T.Y. Hilton, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, even Josh Jacobs, the rookie in Oakland. I'd rather have all of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, ahead of Leonard Fournette, and when he's healthy, he's one of the you know best running backs in the league in my mind. Um, I know he's only averaged three point nine yards per carry, um, you know, in his career, but but still, uh, uh, you know, the guy can absolutely be a monster. So, but he just can't stay healthy. So that that would be my, mm-hmm. my major concern with him. Overall health of the offense is another concern. So, uh, overall health of the offense doesn't look good for for Jacksonville in general. 
Yeah, I think I'm in that boat with you with with Fournette definitely. Um, but that's enough of the of the London Jags. I mean the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's move over to um, a team that I'm so excited for this year, and I've been excited for them for the last three or four years and nothing's happened so I don't know whether I should really get off this train but uh, it's the Buccaneers and uh, let's talk about their <laughs> offense because there there is 1800 air yards up for grabs after uh, Adam Humphreys has gone he left he leaves 816 yards from last year Deshaun Jackson is gone 774 yards from last year and surprisingly Jaquiz Rogers who's no longer there 304 yards um, through the air that he leaves there so so yeah n- nearly 1900 yards there nine touchdowns up for grabs is this the coming of Chris Godwin? Obviously, we know Mike Evans is there and going to take up, uh, be a monster like he is every year. But Chris Godwin, this is his chance, right, to get in there and be a thousand-yard uh, receiver, multiple touchdowns. Or is there going to be a chance for, dare I say, Brashard Perryman, the guy who kind of died but come back to life? Second <laughs> coming, is it? Exactly. He's like Lazarus, man. He just keeps coming back. But, but, <laughs> um I, I think I think Chris. This is Chris Godwin's year. He's a supremely talented player, um, and we saw it last year too. You know, in the games where he had an opportunity, he balled. Um, so yeah, no Adam Humphreys. Look, keep in mind, Deshaun Jackson played outside. Adam Humphreys obviously was their very reliable slot man. So yeah. between Evans Humphreys and Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, they had a really good trio. Well, mm-hmm. two of those guys are now gone. Well, luckily, you know, Chris Godwin, to me, can fill both of those roles. So if he wants to play flanker slot opposite Mike Evans, go for it. I I honestly feel like he could be um, on the absolute upside, on just Mm -hmm. pure upside in terms of opportunity and talent. He absolutely could be Juju Mm -hmm. Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Playing opposite a great wide receiver, playing flanker, playing slot, and just getting a ton of opportunities. Um, I, I just, I'd be surprised. And I love the hire of Bruce Arians. Um, to me, I, I think that was a huge, huge pickup for them. Um, remember By- Byron Leftwich now is their offensive coordinator, former yep. quarterback uh, for the aforementioned Jaguars as well. Um, and yeah, I just think this is going to be a pretty good team. I really do. Um, they don't have the best offensive line, but that's okay. Um, You know, I think their defense is still a little bit of a work in progress. Arians and Todd Bowles, who's their DC, uh, will certainly help in in that regard. Um, They will be a much better defensive unit in 2019 than they were in 2018, but still, I would imagine they're going to have to score a lot of points to keep up. And I think they have... I think they can do it, honestly. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. great player. Chris Godwin, great player. Jameis Winston, for all of the, the warts and flaws that he has in his game, you know, can can put it up there. You know, he's got a strong arm and he's willing to risk it. So yeah. why not? Look, look, Bruce Arians turned around Chris uh Carson Palmer's career. Yes, he did. Okay. So I uh, I think he can do the exact same thing for Jameis Winston. And if that's the case, I do think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are undervalued right now. 
I mean, I I have a very unhealthy love for Jameis Winston. Have had for the last couple of years. It's kind of a sin. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive Colts fan, but I've got a real soft spot for the Bucks mainly because of Winston because I love him. And I just, I just think that Chris Godwin has got an absolutely fantastic chance. I mean, I was looking at uh, your buddy, actually, uh, Matt Harmon, his reception perception, and seeing that Chris Godwin is one of the highest rated players on reception perception. He runs every route just so well. And he's so effective in, in the offense. Uh, yeah, man, give me Chris Godwin this year. I'm all over it. Yeah, uh, 100% agree, especially given the prices too, right? It's not like you're spending a first or second round pick. He's going in the fourth round. Um, yeah. And in the fourth round, to me, that's an automatic pick. I, I would, I, I, I want as much of Chris Godwin as possible uh, in fantasy this year. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's worth saying just now. Um, obviously, I, I, I joked about Bashar Perriman, but I, I think the, the kind of the third target in that offense is likely to be OJ Howard. Obviously, we haven't really seen, you know, a whole big sort of sample of OJ Howard because he's he's been injured but I think uh, yeah he's definitely going to be a part of those those yards to up for grabs from last year I mean Brashad Perman we we joke I mean you know it, I'm not even saying he's good but he's going to get volume he's going to get some volume he's going to fill that Deshaun Jackson role clearly that's what he does vertical routes deep downfield and he's going to play opposite Mike Evans and try to take the top off the at, at the very least he's protect Mike Evans in, for, in terms of uh, preventing safeties from just locking in and bracketing him all game long. So, yeah, man, Sean Perriman's going to have splash plays for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, anywhere between five to eight touchdowns this year just because mm. everyone's going to be super concerned about Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. Yeah, and sure. then there goes old Brashad just going over the top and then just catching – you know, catching these deep bombs from Jameis Winston. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's possible that he he makes some plays. Is he fantasy relevant? Probably not. Um, but, you know, again, he'll make some splash plays for sure. He could be. And he, this is what he reminds me of. He could be a Robbie Anderson. Yeah, come from nowhere. You know, his name's been around, but he's not done anything. And then all of a sudden, he could just blow up with some some massive, long, long touchdowns. Um I could see it, but yeah. Uh, okay, James, for the last couple of minutes, we've got you on the show. Uh, let's just quickly dive into some running backs real quick. Um, uh, Chicago Bears have lost Jordan Howard. I, I like Jordan Howard, and his statistics certainly back him up, but uh, he doesn't really pass many eye tests. However, he does leave 935 rushing yards and nine touchdowns uh, to Chicago this year. Uh, is it all aboard David Montgomery? Is Mike Davis a threat? Is Tariq Cohen going to get more rushing yards? Uh, who's your favorite out of those three? You know, I don't think Tariq Cohen will see much more yards on the ground. But, I mean, I don't even know if it matters, right? Tariq Cohen last year, yeah. you know, was an absolute beast when it came to PPR. 71 receptions last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 71 receptions and just 99 carries. <laughs> like, wh- when have you ever seen those kind of splits before? You know, it's such a weird split. Um, but yeah, 71 carries, um, 94. I guess I, I looked down. It's I guess James White is is basically his clone, right? 87 receptions, 94 carries, which is just crazy. But yep. um, but yeah, I, I think I think you know we can expect you know Tariq Cohen to get anywhere between you know 60 to 75. Re- receptions again in PPR that's huge uh that is huge but I I wouldn't anticipate uh uh, that much more work on the ground David Montgomery is perfect 
for what they want to do. You mentioned Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard comes from this, you know, power run scheme uh, idea, uh, maybe a little outside zone, but more traditional running schemes, right? Mm -hmm. In Chicago, what do they run? They run RPOs. And what they were asking Jordan Howard to do was basically run right up the middle and create yards on his own. He's not that kind of player he needs to see a hole and hit the hole that's the kind of player jordan howard is there's a lot of running backs that are going to struggle in this rpo scheme that they run in chicago um where they basically ask they put running backs on an island and ask them to make plays it's hugely unfair to do that but you need to have a special kind of player a very specific kind of player and that's david montgomery david montgomery has great lateral movement um, when I watched this t- tape, uh, the one thing I wrote down was has basketball moves, really good head and shoulder fake, um, and is really quick laterally. Now, he doesn't have long speed, doesn't no. have long speed at all. He's not going to break away from anybody. But laterally, he can do just enough uh, to generate positive gains. So anywhere, you know, we're talking four or five, six-yard pickups. Yeah, sure, all day long. That is not what Jordan Howard could do. Um mm. And that just wasn't his skill set. We saw it in the preseason. Um, you know, Montgomery has that ability, and I think he's a much more natural fit for what they want to get done in the Chicago Bears offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, real quick before we lose, James, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, it looks like Melvin Gordon is going to stand true to his holdout. Um if he does, there's obviously a big role available. Uh, my question to you is, are you buying Austin Eckler at, at a sixth round pick or are you waiting to pick up Justin Jackson in the 11th round or are you staying clear? Um, I'll say this. I think Justin Jackson, from a fantasy perspective, is a better value because mm-hmm. you're getting him for almost nothing, right? 11th, 12th round. Um I still would, from a, just a total production standpoint, prefer Austin Eckler. I think Eckler will get somewhere around 15 to 18 touches per game with Melvin Gordon out. I think Justin Jackson will get anywhere between 10 to 12, uh, or let's just say 10 to 15 touches. And there might yeah. be games where Justin Jackson out-touches Austin Eckler. That being said, Eckler has really been one of the most – efficient players in terms of yards per touch. So explosive athlete knows how to play in space. He's a good running back, has great hands, has great hands. Wisenhut, Ken Wisenhut um, for the chargers moves him all over the field. I mean, he's played running back. He's played slot receiver. They've put him out wide at flanker. Like they've moved him everywhere because he can play everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and when you have that kind of speed, you know, it, it helps. So, uh, so yeah, I would still prefer Eckler, although I will admit that in the sixth round, you're not getting very good value for him there. You know, Melvin Gordon would have to miss 10 games, you know, for, for you to get value back at, for a six round pick. So yeah, yeah, un- yeah. unfortunately he's not going to be a player, uh, that I will draft too often because of the price. But mm. if his price were to come down 
30, 40, you know, spots into the ninth round, 10th round. Yeah, yeah I, I would snap him up for sure. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, yeah, Tariq Cohen, we've just spoke about him. They're going back to back right now. Miles Sanders is in that in that area. Lamar Miller. Um, yeah, I mean, it's too high for me. Austin Eckler. Sorry. Yeah, I think he's got a great opportunity, but that's far too high. Far too high. I don't think, like, as you said, you're not going to get the return that you want um, from Austin Eckler there. Uh, James Coe. You are literally one of the nicest guys in the industry. I love speaking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and taking a t- bit time out of your very busy schedule because we know this time of year is, well, it's fantasy season. I mean, come on. Uh, this next two weeks is just the best time to be a fantasy analyst because oh, you know, it's just draft, 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 and I love it. So I really appreciate you coming on, my man. Tell the listeners where to find you on the Twitter and where else to find you right now. Where Where is your stuff? Yeah, um, you could find me on social media, right? So the handle's all, always the same. It's all James D. Co. and the last name is spelled K-O-H. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Not sure why you would follow me on Instagram, mostly because I pick, I just throw up pictures of my daughter. and like <laughs> Baby know, goat. But yeah, she's toddler coat now. She just started her first day of, of, of kindergarten today, man. No like, way. I shed a tear. I did. My man. eyeball sweat a little bit. It was crazy. And this is how this is how long I've been following you, man. Because I I remember when Baby Co was born. Ah, <laughs> there you go, man. You uh you have been along for the ride, and I appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah, we're actually expecting a baby boy, so uh, a Baby nice. Co too. So we're calling. We're I'm going with BK two, BK two nice. all nice. the way, uh, mid mid October. I've just had uh, baby Brit Baller. He's uh, he's six months old. So, uh, oh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a good time, man. It's great, isn't it? It's good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure is. I mean, you gotta you gotta be okay with no sleep. But yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's uh, it's a little bit of a trip. You know what? I will say this, man. Like you know, uh, we're totally not talking fantasy football now, but who cares? But uh, uh, I will say this. You know, the first six months are a little a little bit of a hellscape, but. Once they get yeah. to about one year to that one year mark, that's when the cool, all the cool stuff happens, you know, like their brain really develops and like, you know, they, they do yeah. some cool stuff and, you know, they recognize you and stuff. So it's like, it's pretty neat. You gotta, you gotta slog through the first, you know, six to nine months, but after that, it's pretty neat, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, quite honestly, we've, we've landed on our feet because I mean, the kid is, he sleeps eight hours in the night. doesn't get up. Wow. Once. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's just a dream. He's so good. Wow. So we've landed on our good feet. We got real lucky. But anyway, good back to you. fantasy football. Go follow ah. James Coe at yes. James D. Coe. Catch his stuff over at Yahoo Sports. James Coe, thank you so much for coming on the show. And hopefully we get to catch up with you at some point over the next uh, few months. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. Uh, pleasure is all mine and, uh, and always a pleasure to be a part of the show. Thanks, Rob. There you go. So good to hear from James Coe, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Genuinely, is uh, he's got a lot of time for for little old podcasts like ours. So, so thanks so much for James for coming on and and yeah, what an insight as well. Let's uh, give you some some things to think about as you head into your fantasy drafts. Yeah, that's uh, that's just about us wrapped up. But what I do want to do before we leave today, I want to divert your ears and your eyes to the website again, www.410yards.com because one special reason, as you heard at the beginning of the show, the very, very beginning of the show, my final rankings are officially out from today, from this very podcast. You're going to listen to it and you're going to go on to 410yards.com. You're going to see my final rankings there. They are PPR 05 
and standard rankings the first time i've done all three so kind of clogging the website up a little bit but i don't care because i want people to see them all i've uh, just been doing ppr up until now but this is important because this is when drafts are happening over the next couple of weeks so do go check them out i've put a lot of time and effort into them not blowing my own trumpet kind of am um, i'm allowed uh no it's literally my wife nearly nearly left me because yeah it, it was beginning to get like 90 100 hours into this thing this is stat projected rankings so i've gone through every player i mean i'm talking i, th- I think i totaled it up the other day to like 390 something players that i've uh, started out for this coming season so yeah they are all there for you to go check them out um once again at the full 10 yards.com uh, my twitter handle is at ff the show's twitter is at full 10 yards and this show is at f10y fantasy so yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in thanks for listening uh, up this week i'm guessing i should have probably checked in with with the guys i think there's another college podcast coming out this week uh, lee obviously i keep saying does a tremendous job because he does do a tremendous job that is that is a fact um if you haven't listened to the college podcasts by the way um Again, blowing my own trumpet because I was on the first one. <laughs> Go check that out. But no, two since then, uh, two quarterback um, uh, shows for for college football. Well worth going to check out. Um, Tim with the Britball stuff as well. There's so much going on. There's so much to for you to get your teeth into why go on to another website when it's all on the full 10 yards.com but that's it for today so what i will say is take it easy peeps and in the great words of the great kevin cadle too many greats don't matter bye-bye for now bye-bye Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.